3: Live Tim Murray and Super Bowl
4: champion Sean King on Veasan Prime Time.
5: We are off and running on a Football Friday. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is Veasan Prime Time, presented by BetMGM. A loaded show for you on this Football Friday. A couple in studio guests. The return the one and only Kenny White as he will join us in about an hour and a half we will go behind the counter as we did on our evening show the nightcap every friday with Chris Point uh Chris Andrews from the South Point not Chris Point <laughs> I tried to combine the two names there uh we will have former NFL quarterback Sean Salisbury uh join us in about 15 minutes Eli Herskovich, uh from a uh, betting analyst from the lines in studio and then we were just chatting with him in studio as well Colin Wilson from the Action Network. So a busy show. I like Colin. Colin's a good dude. Yeah. Knows his stuff. And uh he's has, a Tulane fan. Has his opinions. He's well, yeah. he is uh, if anyone knows Colin Wilson, he is the world's largest woo pig Suey fan. Loves him some razorbacks, but mm, tricky game for them Saturday. I don't know if he likes them this weekend. Tricky game for them Saturday. Man. Isn't it nice just looking ahead, Sean, what we've got in store? We've got full slate of NFL on Sunday. Full slate of college football on Saturday. A couple games sprinkled in tonight. An important game for me with a, a win total with UCF at home against Louisville. laying six. An evening affair that I've got a little 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 dabble on with uh, the New Mexico Lobos hosting Boise State.
6: Just just good times. And we have our first scandal huh. on Vison primetime. We're not going to get into it right now, but uh, I want you guys to stay tuned because uh, my esteemed co-hosts, has already tried to find loopholes in our contest. We will discuss and get in-depth with it as the show progresses.
5: It's like the first show that we had and you tried to blame Britain for a mistake and then you looked at your text message and it was your mistake. It's not a scandal when you don't point something out. What are you showing? I'm a
6: psycho bunny.
5: That's what psycho bunnies do. You are. You're something. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But there's so much NFL news coming out it is a very, we're going to have multiple editions of bettable or forgettable, but let's start it right now, and we'll start with a team that went 13-4 last year and has a very challenging game in week number one on the road at the Minnesota Vikings. Sean, Alan Lazard and David Bakhtiari both did not practice today for the Green Bay Packers. Bakhtiari still trying to come back from that ACL that's been hampering him, missed pretty much all of last season. And then Alan Lazard got his foot stepped on in practice. Uh, I believe I saw a quote today saying that uh, for him to be back, that uh, what what he needs is prayers, essentially. So it doesn't seem like Alan Lazard will indeed be on the field come Sunday afternoon uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. He is listed as doubtful. David Bakhtiari is listed as questionable, bettable, or forgettable, Sean King. Alan Lazard supposed to be WR1, and David Bakhtiari, the starting left tackle. Status up in the air for Sunday afternoon.
6: Well, this is absolutely bettable because the greatest issue that we saw coming into the season, specifically for Green Bay offensively, was the lack of experienced pass catchers. And Lazard was the most experienced one in Green Bay, 109 catches thus far over his career with Aaron Rodgers. So now when you eliminate that, the experience level goes down even further. And I know they have Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, but these guys are older. That means that more pressure falls upon the shoulders of Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson. And I think what you saw last night is also what you're going to see from some of these other offenses where they did not have a lot of live reps in the preseason. You saw Matthew Stafford missed the majority of training camp all of the preseason recovering from a shoulder injury that they looked like they had had a lot of reps together, not on the same page, resulting in three turnovers by Stafford. He seemed very uneasy with his new addition, Allen Robinson. They hadn't found a way to integrate him effectively into the passing game. Same thing going to happen with the Packers, in my opinion, because now Aaron Rodgers, how many passes has he thrown to Romeo Dubs in a live game? How many passes Uh, have he thrown to Christian Watson? Zero. And now you're going up against a team that a lot of people think is borderline top seven in the National Football League with new head coach Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. I think you're going to see some of the same struggles. Um, The difference is Aaron's personality is drastically different from Matthew Stafford's. And I think the frustration is going to start early in this game, and I think it's something that's going to sustain itself for the majority of this season. It's one of the reasons I'm not as high on the Green Bay Packers, and I do have the Vikings as my favorite to win the NFC North. So I think this is very bettable.
5: Well, uh, I think the Vikings, and we'll get into – I didn't uh, even
6: talk about their best offensive lineman, Bakhtari. Yeah, Bokhtari. being available, available being And available Elgin well.
5: uh, Jenkins was also listed as questionable too. Yeah, this so, is very
6: bettable. Uh, I agree. I like the Vikings even more. Leaning towards maybe using them in one of my real survivor plays. As an underdog. Seems like I may have point. multiple underdogs first week of survivor. I just meant it's who and what I am.
5: Are you really So once cuz you you've basically I think mentioned 27 teams as maybe being in your survivor yeah. because you know you got to throw off the scent to 5464 sorry you have six entries so 5400 and fifty-eight entries currently, because yeah. they're all watching mm-hmm. and wanting to know what
6: you're going to do. They might be. You want to tell right now what I did? No. I can tell them right now. We're, we're, we're playing for six million. I am. So I, I, if we're friends and we're at the final table of the World Series of Poker, I mean, I'm capable of bluffing you. I have. I am because in, I'm trying to win. I am in Circus Survivor. I know. Yeah. So I may bluff you. I'm trying to win. Yeah. And so, you can only win by everyone else being eliminated. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't like you know our plays the week where there are individual games where cat where we're trying to cash tickets, make money. Survivor just heads up to everyone watching and listening. I will have misdirection involved in our Survivor picks. I'm just being honest.
5: And and heads up, they don't care.
6: They might not. They they don't. They might not. And you know what? They might take my misdirection and be right, and my actual play might be wrong. That's that's just how the Survivor works. It's my approach. Worked last lost last year. So, so yeah, that's what happens. You, I, I've, I've been on a team that went 2-9 and nine and ultimately ended up going 12-0. and 0. You learn from your failures.
5: Part I have selected the Ravens as my yeah. survivor selection. A lot of for people will be there. One. That's not a bad pick. I think it'll probably be the most used one. Okay. Um, all right. Bettable or forgettable. Frank Ragnow starting Who? center for the Detroit Lions. Did not practice today. The Lions have already placed uh, their, uh, I think their guard Vitae on IR. Tommy Kramer's also banged up there, who's expected to start at one guard spot. So, bettable or forgettable, they could, the Lions, could be down two starting offensive linemen against the Philadelphia Eagles well, on th- Sunday afternoon. I think
6: the Lions are getting woodshed in anyway. I'm not one of the people that's uh, believing in and restore the roar. Uh, they got one of the most. Talented, you hear that, Eric Eager? Yeah, They have one of the most talented teams in the National Football League coming into Detroit and in Philadelphia. I mean, they have elite personnel across the board. You look at this Detroit roster. I mean, you, you really have to dig deep and you know probably put in a couple of pills to get somebody to believe that they have a top ten player currently at any position on the team. You know, I'd ask you who on the Detroit Lions team is top ten at their position in this league. I mean, you really, really have to. Do some convincing to get somebody to, to agree with that. So Philly's coming in with a loaded, you know, roster here. So I like Philly to win this game and I like him to do it rather comfortably. I'm not saying that the season will be a loss for Detroit, but this just adds to my opinion that already existed. Philly's a much better team than the Detroit Lions.
5: Yeah, Philly right now laying four and a half. We saw an uptick in that number today uh, in the market. So from four to four and a half in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, no fives yet, but uh right now Philadelphia. Uh, we'll see if they can take advantage of multiple offensive linemen, likely out. Ragnow, the starting center, questionable. Kramer has already been ruled out. As mentioned, Vitai, who was supposed to be a starter, he has been ruled out. Uh, he has been placed on IR as well. So uh, that game uh, going to be in that early window. Bettable or forgettable, a couple things revolving around this Ravens and uh, Jets game. Uh, we already know that it'll be elite Joe Flacco starting for mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. Now, the Jets left tackle Dwayne Brown. He's been ruled out for Sunday's game. And the news officially came out, as kind of expected, Sean, that no contract extension has been reached with Lamar Jackson. So table uh, contract discussions will be tabled for the season. And Lamar Jackson will be heading into the season playing on his Fifth-year player, uh, rookie extent, fifth-year rookie option—is that bettable or forgettable? Both the Ravens' news that came out today and the fact that the Jets will be without their starting left tackle, Dwayne Brown.
6: Well, for me, both of these are forgettable. For one, we've dealt with this with Lamar Jackson for the last two years; hadn't impacted his performance. I'm sure he'll be vintage Lamar Jackson. And secondly, I have a rule: anybody that was in high school before you could actually text on your cell phone that currently plays (laughs) is old. Dwayne Brown, born in 1985, he's 37. He's 37, y'all. That might not be old in real life, but in football? Don't get caught up in the Tom Brady's 45 thing. 37, you're an old man in that league. So I did not think Dwayne Brown was going to be an adequate fill-in for Makai Becton, who's also out this season with injury. The Jets are the Jets. I was excited to see if Zach Wilson had improved, but he hasn't missed the first four games. So, I mean, for me, both of these are forgettable. Doesn't change my opinion either way.
5: So it will be – George Fant at left tackle, and fourth-round rookie Max Mitchell will go, sure that's gonna go to the right well, side that's there gonna go well.
6: for the Jets. Against an elite Ravens defense, yeah, that's just, I mean, the, just what Flacco wanted.
5: The, the good news is, Sean, that, uh, that they got a really mobile quarterback there in the backfield. Yeah, field. I
6: know. I and mean, what an ugly number. Flacco, please take that 19 off. Yeah, he looked much better God. at 5. Like, he looks slow in 5. I mean, he looks like... <laughs> He should have a headset on in 19. I mean, this is just embarrassing, man.
5: <laughs> oh, we are just getting started here on VEASAN PRIME TIME. We will chat with former NFL quarterback Sean Salisbury in less than five minutes. A lot of great insight coming your way on a football Friday. That is Super Bowl champion Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Don't go anywhere. A lot more coming. Sean Salisbury up next right here on VEASAN
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the
5: sports betting network. of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It is in Prime Time, presented by BetMGM, alongside Tulane Green Wave legend, Sean King, and member of the New Orleans Hall of Fame. Was it the New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame?
6: Uh, yeah, New Orleans Sugar Bowl, I think.
5: There it is. Yeah. Uh, Sean King, I am Tim Murray. We've got a full slate of college and NFL ahead of us. Uh, before we move forward and, and look ahead to the games this weekend, which we'll do all show long, I just want to get your quick thoughts. I know you were uh, on the call last night of a little high school football, but from what you were able to catch post game of the Bills Rams performance, what stood out to you the most in that Bills thirty one to ten victory?
6: Well, I watched the rest of the game. I watched you know about the first hour here in the studio. You can't cheat the game of football, and I think that's what you saw from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Stafford healing up from an injury didn't participate in the majority of the uh, any of the offseason or training camp pieces for the most part, and they looked like an you know, offense. They were rusty; uh, their timing was off. Uh, you could tell that that he was not anywhere near the Matthew Stafford we saw in last year's Super Bowl. We go from
5: one quarterback's thoughts to another's. Sean Salisbury, former Minnesota Viking, former USC Trojan, and the host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston joins us right now. Uh, Sean, heading into week number one, I'm actually curious. I'll start there where you you are located in Houston. Uh, The Texans, a pretty sizable underdog, a touchdown underdog hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, what's the buzz? What's the feel about Lovey Smith's squad heading into week number one? Uh Indianapolis, at least historically, Sean, has struggled in week one. A lot of people remember a couple years ago them going to Jacksonville and falling to the Jags.
7: Yeah, the guys, good time with you. The buzz here is better than it's been. When they were able to clear out the stuff that has been, you know, the Sean and over those couple years. It's the best buzz, it's not—it's not one of those
6: buzz they think are a fan. And we probably Sean, can get yeah, Sean we're, reconnected. Yeah, we're going to call—we're
5: going to call him back and get his thoughts. Yeah. Uh, always love getting Sean's thoughts. We'll get him here uh, in just a moment there. But you know, what's your feel on on this spot? I actually think it's a little bit of a tricky spot for the Indianapolis Colts.
6: Again, I'm not as high on this Colts uh, team from a big picture standpoint as most, but mm-hmm. I do think they have more than enough to win and cover this opener, but I'm just not a guy that, you know, likes to give a full touchdown in this league, you know, to the home team. Uh, Houston definitely believes they can win this game. They have high expectations just like all of the 31 teams in the National Football League will uh, as we get into this opener. Um, I'm probably not going to touch it. I'm very interested to see does Indy have enough athleticism at the wide receiver position to really compete for a championship. I mean, Tim, it's hard to put together eight, 10-play drives every week, and that's the way you have to produce points. Like, without having explosiveness to that offense, and I know Jonathan Taylor's explosive, but at the wide receiver position, I don't think they're very agile. I don't think they're very athletic, and I do – guarantee that they lock top end speed.
5: Well, I just, you know, sticking with the Houston Texans as uh, we're hoping to get a, a better connection with Sean here in just a moment, uh, Damian Pierce has gotten a ton of buzz this offseason, rookie season, uh, you know, for folks in fantasy looking at him that way, offensive rookie of the year. He's going to be the starter. Uh, what was your evaluation of Damian uh, Pierce coming out of Florida into the draft, and, and what are your expectations for
6: him in the NFL? He's a good running back, uh, I, I, but I view him in the same lens that I view a James Cook who's in Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, well, some of these other guys. Solid, has the NFL body type, but he's not overly explosive, not great from a top-end speed standpoint. So he's going to be functional, but I don't think he changes the organization.
5: And Sean Salisbury has rejoined us. Sean, uh, we were just chatting about Damian Pierce. You know, in the betting market, he's gotten a ton of love, especially Offensive Rookie of the Year. From what you've seen down there in Houston, what are your expectations of the rookie running back?
7: Uh, by far the most dynamic running back they've had here since Arian Foster underused at florida but well taught um burst he got great vision now we only saw him in preseason practices in the games but he changes the he, he makes uh, davis mills better already i mean they were able to move on from a, a a group of backs and give it to a bell cow back that they think has got everything you want three down back and the buzz here in, in houston is pretty good they don't believe they're a playoff team guys but they do believe that they're going to beat some teams that maybe they're not supposed to beat. They're more sound on defense. Lovey Smith no longer has to just play too deep Tampa 2 coverage because he's got really good, solid corners. And keep an eye on Jalen Petrie. He's going to be active in a run game, the safety from Baylor. Davis Mills, I believe, is a highly underrated football player. And I think by the end of this year, you're going to realize they don't need to draft somebody in the first round. So, Buzz, yes, they're probably a 6- or 7-win team. But this team will be judged on how the improvements they make. And no quarterback, second-year quarterback there was a rookie last year was better the last six weeks of the season than Davis Mills. And it wasn't close, quite frankly.
6: Yeah, I, I did like some of the things Davis Mills did. Uh, like I said, I do think Damian Pierce is a good back. I just – probably not as bullish on him as Sean. You know, when you look at his college career at Florida, never had more than – never got to 800 yards rushing in a season – you know 19 catches his last year so he's a guy that Sean probably knows better cuz he's seen him in, in uh training camp throughout this process Sean talk a little bit about Lovey Smith's security didn't seem like he was even a candidate when this job initially opened and then we were hearing rumors of Josh McCown becoming the head coach and then Lovey kind of went from being on the committee to select the next head coach to getting the job. Is is this a one-and-done situation like last year before they can chase a Sean Payton, or is Lovey in a situation where if they show marked improvement, he could be the longtime answer?
7: I think it's a guaranteed two-year, Sean. And I, I personally, um, in my opinion, I thought it was Bush League the way they handled Lovey Smith. I really did. I, I thought he was much more worthy of – you know, if you knew you had the guy in the building, like they said, and I'm, I'm a big Nick Casario fan, but the whole way they went about it, if you knew you had the guy in the building that you wanted in the first place, then you shouldn't have been out flirting with a bunch of others. Hire him and let him. It's the stabilizing factor. This team needs that. It, it's like baseball. Dusty Baker here is a uh, – Dusty Baker a Hall of Fame manager. He's like the Andy Reid of baseball. Great credentials, just needed the championship. Andy got his, and Dusty may get his this year stabilizing force for a team that had good players. Now there's younger players here, but Lovey, Lovey gets it. And, you know, I, no disrespect to David Culley. David Culley's been a hell of assistant for a long time. David Culley was a bad game day coach. Lovey's better. He's seen it before. I, I don't think it's one and done, Sean, regardless of what happens this year. Now, is it, is it more than two? Who knows? The progress will tell us. I don't think they care about the age. He's got a nice energy about him. He trusts Pep Hamilton on the offensive side of the ball, and they're getting players. Sean, you know this, Tim. If you don't have players, coaches get fired. Doesn't matter how good they are. So I thought it was weak they went about it. It was almost like an afterthought hire, and and I believe Lovey Smith deserved more than being an afterthought hire, but he's got it, and now that's behind them, and I think they're they're pretty enthusiastic, and there's a lot of energy on the field which matters to me and I think matters to this organization.
5: Chatting with uh, former NFL quarterback Sean Salisbury catches show in Houston every morning, uh, every weekday morning, that is, on Sports Talk 790. Sean, we got about two minutes left. I'm really curious your thoughts on your former team, the Minnesota Vikings, hosting the Green Bay Packers. You mentioned you need players. Well, Aaron Rodgers is elite. We all know that. Well, it looks like Alan Lazard is out. Devontae Adams is with us here in Las Vegas. What do you expect to see Sunday in Minnesota with the Vikings as a short home underdog against the Packers?
7: Well, I actually think I – I picked Minnesota to win this week. Now, I don't think the Packers are a 13-win team. I think they're going to come back to the division a little bit. And the Vikings are talented, man. Now it's whether – can Cousins beat plus 500 teams on a regular basis with help from his friends, obviously – the personnel in Minnesota is every bit the personnel, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's just the quarterbacks, the separation, Timmy, and, and we all know that, but without his weapons, and I love when people say when Devontae leaves and Lazard's hurt, it's like, well, it's Aaron. Well, yeah, I guess, but he's not Houdini and Copperfield, David Copperfield. although sometimes <laughs> he plays like it. But I, I like Minnesota. If they can defend a little, take him off his mark, and not, you know, not let him get comfortable because they've got a good down, they can rush the passer. And they've got some active guys. So I actually like Minnesota controlling it in this game. I think Minnesota's going to battle for a wild card probably, but I think it's still a Packers division, but I think at home you're going to see energy. There's people that are picking cousins to be the MVP. I know the numbers are going to be there. Can he make the throw late when it matters and match a guy who's better than him? Green Bay. They, I think I I go Vikings by a field goal in this one. And then we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Minnesota's too talented for us to keep saying stuff that we're saying every year. Oh, next year it's overboard now it's time
6: hey Sean only 20 seconds left at the end of this season does Tom Brady look back and say I should have stayed retired or does he prove that he wanted to come back and should have come back
7: well, I'll tell you how I feel. It's, that guy's proved us wrong for about the last eight years. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom Brady's going to say, I'm glad I did it because I'm playing against the Buffalo Bills in Arizona. Oh, That's what it's going to be. There appreciate it is. Appreciate you, Sean. Great stuff, Sean, man. Sean, you're the man. We appreciate Great it. Stuff, guys. Appreciate you. All right, brother. There Love he you guys. is,
5: former NFL quarterback Sean Salisbury. That's a former NFL quarterback, Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back on v Prime Primetime.
3: This is vSIN Prime Time with Tim Murray and Sean King
5: on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to vSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by vSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering it every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks, or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and Bet Smarter all year long go to slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network alongside Sean King I am Tim Murray uh, we as we just chatted with uh, former NFL quarterback Sean Salisbury who's down there in Houston saying he he expects like not a playoff team but he expected to go over their win total four and a half he said six or seven wins seems to be an agreement of the hiring of lovey Smith felt like he was did wrong a little bit. Uh, excited about Davis Mills and and the pieces that they have there, so I want to bring this up to you, Sean. There's a couple divisional big dogs. We got Atlanta, since, uh, excuse me, Pittsburgh, and uh, Arizona uh, and Houston. Would you say be wary of of some divisional games in Week One, especially with these kind of touchdown-ish spreads?
6: Oh, absolutely. And let me just reemphasize a point I made, and uh, I think Sean actually, you know, is a great example of the Chicago market is probably the only market in this league where there is not excitement and anticipation coming into this opening week. You heard, Sean, like Houston feels like they have a 6-7 win team. You hear all the Detroit Lions fans. They feel like they have a seven, eight-win team. Even in Seattle, if you ask people in Seattle, they remind you we still have Lockett and Metcalf at wide receiver. Like, everybody's excited coming into this season. Chicago's probably the only market where people are, ah, yeah, it's probably going to be a long seven to 18 weeks for us if you include the buy. So there are going to be some upsets because the confidence is high across the board. No one has checked out yet. You know if you play these same matchups in week 10 and you know a team is is two and seven or something you might get different results but this opening week I mean everybody feels like you know why not us and uh going to be some very competitive games I would not be surprised if Arizona upsets Kansas City I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh upsets Cincinnati I will say this I'd be shocked if Houston actually wins versus Indy but I wouldn't be shocked if it's if they cover the 7 point spread
5: the Colts are 1-11 straight up and ATS in their last 12 home openers. Um, I would just say this. It's
6: the first with Matt Ryan. So sometimes, I mean, yeah, those stats, I look at them oh, and yeah. I get them. And especially the first week, you're always trying to find, like, you know, statistical data to, to enforce and, and and reemphasize your strong opinions. And you can find them. You can manipulate it. But I just tread carefully sometimes on the trends you know, last night, Sean McVay was 5-0 and straight up and against the spread in season openers, and they went out there and laid an egg. I think it was a statistic like Super Bowl champions that are underdogs the following year in week one were like 7-1 and against the spread. Like So all the, the arrows pointed into a Rams cover, but again, you can't cheat the game of football. It's very difficult, in my opinion, to not participate in the preseason and training camp portion of this and then come out in midseason form in game one. And I think that's what you saw from the Los Angeles Rams.
5: Well, I would say that's a a good pro tip. Be careful of betting trends. Uh, And there you go. Our pro tip for this hour, we do one every hour across VEASAN every show, meaning 20, at least 20 every day. They're available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. So we've been trying to figure out some sort of competition this year. And we're going to try this. If it doesn't work, we'll move forward. We're going to call it the Primetime Confidence Contest, Sean. What? What is that face? What is that face? Continue. Sean makes rules. See, this is what he, he gets his whole life, right? superstar, going to Tulane, second-round pick. He's gotten everything in his life, so he just thinks he could just walk all over everyone here, and 30 minutes before the show, he's trying to make changes
6: to our contest. Can you announce the show, and then we'll see your selections, and then we'll put a poll out, and we'll let the people decide. You're unbelievable. Select
5: two NFL sides, two college sides, and then one wild card. You'll have 15 confidence points to... A sign. so if you wanted to go five five two one one you could do that if you want five four three two one whatever you want to do it's up to you what you want to do with those five, fifteen confidence points and then you Sean brought up a I thought a great one well in advance so we could make the proper adjustments which was a big dog a big dog you would get you'll get five points if it hits but you lose nothing if it doesn't hit but they have to be at least a touchdown underdog. You will lose points, obviously, if your picks do not hit. What is your gripe?
6: Nothing. I haven't seen anything that would create a gripe yet. I was—I read the instructions. I'm very, they seem very crystal clear. And we'll get to the selections. All right. You want to start with your selections? Uh, you put yours up first.
5: All right. I'll go with mine. Uh, we will go with four confidence points. I will ride with the Army Black Knights hosting... UTSA, the UT San Antonio Roadrunners, really tricky situational spot. This touched three yesterday, is back down to two and a half, some twos out there. Uh, I'll put four confidence points riding with Army in this spot. UTSA, triple overtime, gut-wrenching loss to Houston, and now they have to travel across the country. Mikey Stadium, noon Eastern kick against the triple option of Army. By the way, next week, UTSA goes on the road to Texas for the
6: first time in school history. So I can't actually see your picks. Just the way the TVs are configured, <laughs> like the left side of the graphic on all three TVs is blocked by camera. So so I have- what is mine? I see mine again. Mine is my first pick across the board. We could just go on the line. All right. Uh, I love UCF tonight. I actually have this at five. I know it's now gotten up to six. So I, what the decision we made was we'll take, you know whatever the bet MGM number is by the time that we post this on Friday, I do have this at five. I love UCF. I think rise Plumley is the perfect quarterback for what Gus Malzahn wants to do. I think Louisville has an exceptional quarterback of their own in Malik Cunningham, but I think they were slightly overrated, even by being expected to be a bottom top half of an ACC team. This is a statement game for UCF, who I absolutely believe is going to run the table, win the AAC, and knock on the door to get in the college football playoff. I think because of Cincinnati's failure last year, they may not let a non-power five in in back-to-back years, but I'm very high on this UCF team. This is my first opportunity to cash a ticket on them. I didn't play them last week in South Carolina State. I like UCF tonight versus Louisville to cover this number.
5: Producer Britton is with you as well. So he's Smart throwing man. five confidence points. I am pulling for you guys. I know you think I'm disingenuous with that, but I've got UCF over eight and a half wins this year. And uh, this is an important game for that win total. So uh, go Golden Knights. Let's let's bring it on home. So Sean and uh, Producer Britton rolling with UCF. Producer Britton going five points. Uh, Sean going four points. Uh, another four-pointer for me, and I think this is where the... Uh, the uh, Questions from my co-host come in. I'm going with a a six-point teaser. Minus 120 juice. Jaguars plus eight and a half. Vikings plus seven and a half. I think this is uh, a spot where Jacksonville, low total on the board, 44 on the road. Some inclement weather could be in the forecast there in uh, wonderful Landover, Maryland. Uh, I don't know if they'll win this game outright, Sean, but under a touchdown or over a touchdown, I will take that. And then Minnesota, we've chatted with them with Sean Salisbury. Uh, I think Minnesota absolutely keeps this game uh, within striking distance. So anything under a touchdown, I will take. So uh, four confidence points for me on the Jags, plus eight and a half. Vikings, plus seven and a half.
6: I went Cowboys. I went Cowboys. Same amount, four points. I think the Cowboys win this game outright, but for this contest, I'm going to take the plus two and a half. I don't think you can cheat the offseason, and I think the Bucks have kind of tried to navigate it as delicately as possible. Doesn't look like Chris Godwin is going to play. As has been much publicized, completely new interior offensive line for Tom Brady. I think the Bucks are rusty. I don't think they come out hitting on all cylinders. Even though Dallas has had issues of their own, I think at home – Backs against the wall, underdog role for them. Some they normally aren't in. I think Dallas wins this game outright Sunday night.
5: And then producer Britton's going three points on the Carolina
6: Panthers. I believe in Baker too at in this home. Game. I think Panthers are a sneaky team, very very sneaky team. Really good roster. Uh, Baker's an upgrade at quarterback. Again, it revolves around the health of Christian McCaffrey. I heard he got stepped on in practice, but I think he's going to play.
5: Not even on the injury report. Right. So right. good news yeah. there. Uh, for the old Carolina Panthers. So two picks in. Uh, we'll get to the rest of our picks. But just for action tonight, got the Golden
6: Knights down hey, at the hey, Bounce I House. I love UCF tonight. Friday
5: night at the Bounce House.
6: Hey, it'll be rocking. That's what
5: I fully anticipate. All right, that's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Eli Herskovich, he will join us in studio next. Some dogs he likes. He thinks they're going to be barking on Sunday in the NFL. Come on back right here on Visa.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
5: The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game and if only run one run is scored in the first you'll get your stake back in free bets up to 20 bucks that's right simply place a single or parlay no run first inning bet no runs in the first no problem you win if only one run is scored get your wager back in free bets up to $20 take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks major league baseball trademarks used with permission visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer opt-in required all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issue please gamble responsibly gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in mississippi nevada or new york it Vison Prime Time. We are joined in studio by Eli Hersh- er- Hershkovich from uh, The Lines. Uh, follow them. Uh, follow Eli on Twitter at Eli, H-E-R-S-H-K-O-V-I-C-H.
4: I feel like I'm back in elementary school with you reading
6: my last wow, name like that?
5: that. Someone might be driving along, Sean. They want to know how to get to uh, Eli's great content. On so which
6: a- pronunciation of it should they go by? The first one or the second <laughs> one? There <that> you go. <laughs>
5: You, Both. Tell, <laughs> you, Both. you tell
4: us, Eli. I have heard some hard Ks, some soft Ks there. <laughs> so I appreciate you kind of bringing the mix to the table. Yeah, you know. So
6: before we get into Eli, I do want everyone to sweat this with you me. You got a it. Because my new name is Nerf Stradamus <laughs> Jr. Good Lord. I will give Jerry Smith his credit. He is the originator and content of- creator of the Nerf phenomenon that has taken off. I have three more outs to get before I can cash this ticket. No run in the first inning in Pirates-Cardinals.
5: Oh, Pirates Cardinals. I was yes. watching down here. No, Pirates Cardinals. Pirates Cardinals. So we're All bottom
6: right. of the first. Uh, I think Miles, uh, Mr. Mister Kalakis, how do you say his last name? Yeah, he's on the map. It's like my last name. Yeah. You're just yeah. trying to right. fail. Yeah, Miles M.
5: There you go. There you go. Uh, Eli, uh Huge college hoops
4: guy, but... Yeah, I thought we were talking college hoops today, not NFL,
5: right? Yeah, on a football Friday, we, we like our jobs, so we're going to talk some NFL. Uh, head to the lines.com, uh the Lions podcast network as well. A game that I think has just gathered so much intrigue heading into tomorrow, or Sunday, that is, is this Vikings-Packers game. Uh, the Vikings are a popular, you know, I don't want to say long shot, but a nice plus money return on a division. If you like them in the NFC North, Eli... They're, laying, or they're getting a point and a half. I just mentioned I took them in a teaser uh, with a low total against the Packers. How do you see this game playing out on Sunday, 325 Central kickoff there in Minnesota?
4: Yeah, so first off, I want to say I do like your teaser for the Vikings, but... Injury report, first and foremost, because the Packers, for right. their offensive line, Alton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari, they're both questionable. Tanya is supposed to play. Alan Lazard, doubtful, so you yep. could presume. He's not playing. Right, that he's out. One stat that I saw that, was, that sparked my interest with the Packers receiving core over the years, over their last six games against the Vikings, Devontae Adams has racked up. 39, 40% of the receiving yardage total against mm-hmm. the Vikings in those six games. So you think about that, and and obviously Green Bay is going through a transition at wide receiver. And I, and I know the Vikings secondary, it's tough to trust them too, besides maybe Cameron Dantzler, a cornerback that I'm high on. But Packers, wide receivers, you have a, a four-time MVP at quarterback. I get that. But I'm, I'm going to have a tough time trusting this. Uh, Green Bay offense, at least from the get-go. Now, on the offensive line, that's where it gets inter- interesting because I would have thought that Elton Jenkins would have been the less likely of the two to play. Now it seems like it might be Bakhtiari. Either way, you have two elite pass rushers in Daniil Hunter and Darius Smith, the former Packers. So if you like revenge angles, oh, maybe yeah. yeah, you like your revenge angles, uh, could be one with the, the Vikings and the Packers. So defensively, I think Minnesota could have an edge up front and then on the other side of the ball. Vikings are going to run a lot more 11 personnel under Kevin O'Connell. Dalvin Cook is one of the most efficient backs out of 11 personnel. They just haven't run it a lot because Zimmer is a dinosaur when it comes to play calling or just decision-making uh, down the stretch in game. So I think Minnesota actually has a clear-cut advantage mm. on the offensive off side of the ball because of the Packers' rushing defense issues and them not really addressing that, addressing that in the offseason. Give me the Vikes.
6: I also like the fact that Minnesota can get in a shootout with Green Bay because of their personnel. Yep. So let's say Dubs, Watson, Watkins, Cobb. Tunyon. Have a great game. Sure. Because they have Justin Jefferson and Thelem and Cook. And uh, don't forget this. Irv Smith's back. A healthy yeah. Irv Smith. Huge. Who's in a contract year with a creative play caller and Kevin O'Connell. I just think the Vikings cover a lot of the bases. Now, having said that, if if – Kirk Cousins like, has a sack fumble on the opening drive. I'm going to end-game bet Green Bay <laughs> oh minus <boy>. 10.
4: <laughs> I'll be thinking about you, Sean. I'll be like, damn it! Shouldn't have made this bet. He called it on the show on Friday. Uh, another
5: dog that intrigues you and uh, actually intrigues me as well. Now, it looks like Aziz Oljelari and Kayvon Thibodeau, mo- likely un- unlikely to play, which right. is, is not ideal. Not great. Uh, but the Giants headed down to Tennessee. And, Sean, we talked about, uh, Ryan Tannehill apparently kind of went into hiding for a month. You know. the, he was in the closet. Yeah. AJ in the dark. AJ Brown gets traded. Uh it hasn't been really uh sunshine and lollipops with Traylon Burks. I guess we'll see uh when he gets down there. So Tennessee is uh is laying five and a half against the G-Men on Sunday. Uh like the
4: dog here? Yes. Yeah, so I'm on the Giants. I grabbed the last six that MGM had maybe a few weeks ago, late August, I think it was. I'm I'm on the Giants. Up front, those the, the, the key guys being out, and Ojalera are likely out, and, and Thibodeau are important. Even though Thibodeau is, you know, one of their two rookies, it's hard to know what to expect. But at that position, I think you could expect something. Considering the Titans' offensive line is a little bit decimated compared to last year, losing their two, to one of their or two of their better run blockers, but. The key for me is you mentioned Tennessee's wide receivers, right? And we'll mm-hmm. get to the Giants' off- offense in a second with Daniel Jones. Hard to trust him. It's hard to trust the Giants' secondary because besides Dory Jackson, I mean, that's their biggest weakness. That's their biggest liability defensively. But you don't really have anybody on tennis from a, a wide receiver standpoint for, for the Titans that can take the top off the defense. Uh, Dory Jackson is still a good coverage cornerback. Robert Woods is is that player went healthy, but like we saw with Cam Akers yesterday, you know, a torn Achilles, it's clearly going to take him time to get back to his normal self. I think it was a torn ACL for Robert Woods. Who knows when he's going to be truly back? You don't know what to expect from a rookie wide receiver. So I'm not as concerned with the Giants' secondary as I normally would be in other matchups, maybe against your Eagles, for instance, with a former Titan, A.J. Brown. What I am concerned about is backing Daniel Jones, of course, because, you know, I always say this, To to people when you're back in the Giants, it's very similar to telling your girlfriend that you need to take 15 minutes at the jewelry store. Because when you think about it, trusting Daniel Jones, it's very similar. Both things are going to go wrong. Uh, you're, you're in trouble either way. But what I do think, you know, you bring in Brian Dable, 11 personnel. If Jones can execute, I think they could space this Titans defense out uh, with the Titans losing three of their starting linebackers, going back to last year, Harold Landry, sack leader, out for the season with another yep. big injury in the torn ACL. So I like the GMN, especially with a healthy Barkley, as the Nurphy
6: has cashed. It has. And I would say this. I'm probably going to view this game more as a information-gathering affair I think what makes the Giants defense elite is the fact that uh, Ojolary is very underrated pass rusher, oh, and eight? they drafted Thibodeau to be a pass rusher opposite him. When does Ryan Tannehill play his worst? When he's under pressure and duress. So that those two guys aren't there. Uh, yeah. I, I love Brian Daybull. I don't really want to trust Daniel Jones. I'm going to just watch it and gather information moving forward because I do think the Giants are going to be better than people think because I'm a big Brian Daybull fan. Do you think it's a sell high still on Tennessee? So I don't know how the pieces fit yet. That's why I want to watch because Robert Woods is really great at what Tennessee asks their receivers to do, which is be physical, kind of be a non-traditional wide receiver. Uh, only time you really create explosive plays is when he's faking, blocking the safety, and going up. Traylon Burks proved to be a dominant run after the catch guy at Arkansas, but he's a rookie. Right. How does he, you know, fit into what they're doing? So a lot of unknowns for me. I'm probably just going to watch this one and kind of figure out how I want to play for or against the Titans Giants moving forward. Makes sense.
5: Eli Herskovich in studio with us. Alright Eli, one more before we let you run and catch a plane because you're flying back to Chicago here yeah. in like a couple hours. Texans uh, taking on the Colts. We had Sean Salisbury on he's excited. There, he said there's a buzz in Houston uh, around this Texans team and we saw the market move in favor of the Texans. The 8s are all gone. The 7 and a halfs are gone. It's down to 7. Uh, what do you see
4: in Texans Colts? I think there still is one juice seventh and a half left but it is juice so keep that in mind. Uh, if you're looking to take the Texans uh, above a key number from a it's similar from, you know, when you look at the Giants secondary, because it's hard to trust Indianapolis secondary, even though you get Stephon Gilmore. They lost Rocky who was the best coverage cornerback going back to last season. Now, Indianapolis was solid defensively from, you know, a game by game. If you're just looking at the overall score because they were second in turnovers forced. So when you think about a number that might regress and a variable that could come into play in terms of maybe trying to fade a team or a team that might, or in terms of the market, that betters might be too high on early in the season, I think it's a variable like that. And turnovers forced, you lose your defensive coordinator in Matt Eberflues, you bring in Gus Bradley, a cover three guy. He turned around that Raiders defense last year, but... Uh, again, I just don't like the personnel. He blitzes a lot too, which could leave those uh could leave that secondary vulnerable, especially against the Texans offense that I think could keep up with Indianapolis on the scoreboard.
5: TheLines.com. also new podcast yeah, chat with Eli Jeff followed. Benson. Yes. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter at right. Eli Herskovich. My man, appreciate you stopping by. We're coming on back here stuff, on Vison Prime you. Time.